Hello and welcome. This is Bobby Baxter with the Dr. Pat Show. Dr. Pat is away this evening, and so I am holding the reins to the show tonight, along with our guest, Cornell. Welcome, Cornell. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hey. It's good to have you back on the show. Last time, there were so many phone lines going, and it was difficult to get through, and we know we had a lot of people that still wanted to get a reading from you. So let me just take a moment and and introduce you. This is Cornell. He's a Native American energy healing healer, and he uses sacred Christ stones. And Cornell, welcome, and it's so good to have you back. Okay, thank you. It's glad to be back. So why don't you tell us a little bit um, about what it is that you do, and we're opening the phone line, so if anybody would like to have an energy reading done by Cornell, just give us a call in. And well, in the meantime, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I have uh, three stones that have a natural image of Jesus on them that are not for sale on eBay by any means. And uh, they were given to me, they were actually found by me, given to me by my spirits uh, for validation. Other than that, I am probably the only guy in the United States right now outside of a reservation that does a calligraphy style of healing as well as the Japanese style in Reiki. And uh, that's pretty much what I tend to other than, uh, you know, opening the door for the spirits to come in and let God do the work that he does that you request. Wow. So you don't have to have the person there. You do distance healing. Is that correct? Yeah, we do distance healing. Um, I pretty much like to do the hands-on healing, uh, especially in the the art of calligraphy, um, older Native American drawings, along with some Japanese writings. But uh, I, I, I'm very good at astral travel, so we do a lot of distant healing. But uh, I, I really like the hands-on effect that I have because I have so far a 100% uh, positive reaction. Now, the, the calligraphy that you talk about or the symbols, in my mind, all, all energy is rooted in something that not, it's not just spiritual but also tangible. And for me, a glyph or a symbol has so much power behind it. And is that what you're using when you're doing calligraphy or, or making symbols? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I go to the more uh, o- the older style uh, calligraphy and the uh, uh, kind of like a newer age uh, Japanese writing because a lot of people don't understand, you know, the older style. But the visual effect is very impor- important. It's almost like a sign language, right? Um, and the body art at the same time. It's uh, pretty much like holding the prayer, uh, holding uh, a material prayer, and actually having something to look at and send off with a more powerful meaning. And then you direct that to a person for healing? Absolutely. Uh, What I do is I open the door, and they send their message through that door. And then what I do is I close the door behind them so the healing can take effect. Wow. And then is that an instantaneous process? Very instantaneous process. Uh, The stronger your beliefs, the more powerful your prayer is heard, and and the quicker the response and the healing. And when you say the prayer is heard, uh, and you mean by the person as well as by source energy and, and almost the whole universe sort of conspiring to support that person on a healing path. Exactly. What it is is it's a self 
it's a self-validation uh, where they have the visual effect of what they're actually, uh, they have something to, uh, a good word to use would be monitor. They can actually look at what they're talking about and, and put that prayer focused. They can focus so stern on the one area. And I, I, it, let's, I'll give you a good idea of what goes on. If I have a person, let's say, that has like IBS, right. I kind of I draw like a, a rabbit on there because the rabbit never sleeps. The rabbit, the rabbit rests, but the rabbit never sleeps. He, never, he doesn't have eyelids to close and not be aware. He's always aware. So by using the rabbit as, uh, you know, as an art form and doing the recce along with it, that rabbit stays awake and does not allow the negative situation to come back. And is this a form of totem animal as well? Absolutely. Definitely so you can integrate animal. somebody's... Well, isn't that interesting? If somebody has a totem animal that they already have a strong connection with, would you use something like that to support their path for oh. whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, or do you give them one? Uh, actually, we'll incorporate... Uh, we first and foremost, what we do is we take their spirit, their animal spirit guide. We find out what that is, unless you know, unless they are already aware of what it is. Uh, and then we incorporate things that go with it. Like uh, not only would we use the rabbit, but somebody that would have uh, kind of like thought a thought process where they think they're bipolar. And, and a lot of this I do with kids that are deemed the ADD, and and I know for a fact that they may be of indigo. I would use the symbol of an eagle up on the forehead because the eagle flight is the highest flying bird, which is closest to the creator. Wow. And brings that signal forth to that child so he can express himself exterior instead of just interior because uh, a lot of these children that are deemed ABD, their minds go 200 miles an hour, but their bodies move at five. Right. So right. what we do is we use the eagle in flight near the creator to come down and we pray that that comes down where he can express himself uh with his motivations and his you know his monitor skills and bring that along with his mind thought process to you know mm -hmm. try to bring it as a, a, an equal status wow so the whole totem animal uh air arena is, is fascinating to me a, a while back I had sort of like a vision quest. I, I sat in a, in a meditative state and and allowed whatever to come to me, come to me, and I'd never done anything with totem animals before. And I really like rain and thunder, those kind of elementals. And I sat in this cave in my mind, cross-legged in front of a little fire, and, and it was storming outside, and I'm, I have a, a hermit archetype, and so a cave is a natural safe place for me. And I sat there, and a deer came in, and, and then this bird swooped in and, and kind of grazed my shoulder, and then a duck came in from out of the edge of the, the opening and spit a pearl that rolled over to me. And I have no idea what any of it means, but the, the visual has stayed with me for a couple of years since I've done that, and, and I've been kind of searching to find out what does that mean. Do you have any clue? I would guess by the waterfall seeking protection inside the cave mm -hmm. would be an indication to me that 
maybe something in your life that's coming forward would would maybe sometimes be too much for you to handle. But on the other hand, with the deer coming in, which is also uh, a weather-strong animal, seeking protection would tell me that the light around you is is seeking protection also. So there may have been a situation that you were going to come into that your protectors would not allow, such as your guardian angel, your your animal spirit, and by the pearl coming out would indicate to me that that situation is now over. Oh. And you have been delivered from evil. Well, I like the sound of that. Yes. Wow. Yes, the pearl the pearl in your vision, which was near the end. Yes. Um, valid, validates to me that your protection is, is still there, but you have been protected. Interesting. I've wondered all this time. It's, it's amazing when you still yourself and be, be silent and allow your mind to connect with all that is, the images that come in are complex and, and yet so amazing. And, and it just brings up more questions for me. I guess it's so many layers. It's multifaceted. And, and you could probably investigate and study for a long time with any vision that you receive to, to unfold all the layers. But I feel through your vision, as you entered the cave, you were glad to be there. Oh, I love the cave. But there was still a sense of nervousness for what was coming outside. But once you got in there, and especially when you seen the the deer come in, you were in a more relaxed state. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, and I do I do see the deer. There's actually seven white spots on the on on top of the deer that I see in, within your vision. Uh huh. And those seven white spots tell me that that was the day of rest for you. It was a what? It was a day of rest. Oh, a day for you. of rest. Uh huh. Yeah. And does the number seven have any significance, do you suppose? I, I think your numbers are seven and 52. Oh. I feel 52 and seven are very strong for you. I'm yeah. writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you also do numerology or other esoteric crafts? I don't do numerology only because numerology is, is a charted format, mm-hmm. and there's nothing for me to actually... Explore, so it's it's not something I can really open my mind to because there's nothing to open the mind for. Right, it is what it is. It's kind of uh, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's just like the numbers chart, and it's the same thing with the zodiac and you know where the stars lie. And, and like today, the 21st is the day of the equinox. Right. So it is what it is. Do we have a caller? Yes. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Tell us your name. My name's Lee Neiman. Welcome. Do you have a question? Yes, I just want to know how my daughter and son are going to fare out. Uh, Bobby, I couldn't hear him. And my grandson and my uh, son are going to fare out. How his daughter and grandson? And my son. And the son. Do you have names? Yes. Uh, Ryan is my son. Mark is my grandson. Angela is my daughter. Cornell, did you hear that? What, what is the question he has in concern? How how are they going to do? How, how what is what is uh, the future holding for them? Well, the, the grandson, which is Mark, 
Yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. active young boy. Am I looking at between three and four years old? Uh, no, I believe he's about 13 now. Oh, he is 13? Yeah. Why am I seeing a younger child with these three people? I have no idea unless, uh... I'm, I'm seeing another younger boy um, along with them. And the, and the name Mark and Angela are very strong with me because I have uh, a team here. And I'm wondering if I'm just getting confused in with that because they have a younger child, but she's not that old. But I'm, I'm seeing a younger boy um, in three and four years old. Do you, do, you have, do you have maybe a nephew or somebody that's always around them? Mm, no. Not that I know of. Okay. What, what, what's the problem with Mark right now? Is he going through a tough time? Yes, he is, definitely is. Okay. Um, and Angelo, and what's your, what, your son's name is Ryan? Yes. Ryan. Is Ryan. Was Ryan in the service? No, he wasn't. He missed the service? Uh, yes, he didn't uh, go in the service. What kind of job does Ryan have? He's, uh, I think he's an electrician at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Construction just, electrician. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just picking up a, a real tough time between, uh, you know, Angelo and Ryan uh, for Mark. Um, and I don't want to compare it to this other family, and, and it keeps coming to me, Bobby. Uh-huh. Um, I'm kind of getting them, the two mixed up, but I, I, I'm almost certain that Mark is bipolar. Right. Is that he's deemed bipolar. He's having trouble yeah. in school. Yes. And they have him in the LDBD programs. I believe they do. Yeah. Um, at this point, I think Mark is not getting the credit for for what he does do right. Everything. Every time you turn around for Mark, he's getting blamed for something that he's not doing. I see. Can you kind of see that happening, Grandpa? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. Quite and, a I, bit. and I know you're getting really frustrated with your son and especially Angelo. Because, <laughs> am yeah. I close? Yes. Yeah, um, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, the grandparents only have certain rights, but you are right for thinking what you are because they're not really giving them much room to grow. Every, everything the boy does is on, it's either on task or off task. He's being monitored constantly, constantly between home and school. So he's kind of caught, he's, he's caught in a, in a quandary where he, he doesn't know which way to turn. And that causes a different state of confusion. And I know they're trying to be the best parents they can, but on the other hand, you know, it, it's not right to trap an animal. Correct. You know what I mean? And that's exactly where this poor boy's at. I understand that very now, much, so. Uh, and I know there's been few arguments between you and your son, almost where you're almost trying to raise him yourself. Does that kind of strike a chord with you? Um... There's a lot of there's a lot of animosity coming into play now because you feel for this boy. Well, yeah, that's and, and, true. and the thing of it is, I, I and I'm going to give you a, a real good for instance here. This boy is no different than you. Correct. I mean, he's so much like his grandpa, and they're not they're not letting him express himself, and it really bothers you. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, you know, I, I think you know where you have to. You know, kind of lay your hat, kind of grin and bear it type of stuff. But I tell you what I feel here. Grandpa, in the long run, you're going to win. 
you're going to win. It, it, it's going to come your way. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, it is. It, you know, uh, are you smoking? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I do smoke. You need to stop a little bit. I'm not telling you to quit, but at this point, you need to just slow down a little bit. You're coming into uh, a respiratory stage, and I think you just got out of a, a sinus type of cold thing a couple of weeks ago, maybe? I had problems with my uh, left knee. Yeah, but you and... got to watch the respiratory thing. It, it, it's coming up for you. Just slow down a little bit. All you're, right. You're at that age now where you're an old dog and you can't teach new tricks. Quitting smoking is not a new trick. It's an old trick. Yeah. You know, I you know I I would love to see you quit. I I can actually feel that you're you at times even when you do smoke you don't like it. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, just try to follow some good a good opinion here. Just slow down with your smoking a little bit, and I see within the next maybe twelve to fourteen months, Mark is going to play more into your hands. And it, it's going to be recognized because he's better with you than he was. He is with anybody on this planet. Huh? And you, and it's going to come your way. It's well, gonna, that's good to know. It's going to come your way. And yeah, your son's okay. a knucklehead sometimes, isn't he? Oh uh, well, you know. He's stubborn. Well, so was I when I was young. Yeah, you were, but you were. You know what? Trying trying to explore back when you were young and when he is young. The, the whole thing is, is maybe you and him can get together and allow Mark to be young. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's kind of hitting the nail right on the head for you for you and Ryan. I think you guys maybe need to sit together, talk about some old times between you and what you did and what he and what he did, uh-huh. and allow Mark to be, to be young. Allow Mark to be Mark. All right. All right? I will. Okay, it was nice talking to you. All right, thank, thank you, thank you very much. In. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. So we're, we're happy to open the lines to more callers. Cornell, tell people how to get a hold of you or find out more information about you. Well, in, in Schaumburg, Illinois, I work out of a center called the Centered Wellness Center, and that's for uh, the hands-on recce and, and the calligraphy and everything we do hands-on. Or you can reach me at my webpage, which is specialstone, one word, specialstone.tripod.com. Dot com. Specialstone.tripod.com. Yeah. Oh, all right. And so that was centeredwellness.com or specialstone.tripod.com. Yeah. I came to be at the Centered Wellness Center because of their oils and the herbs that uh, this place has. are phenomenal and very, very spiritual. You walk in the door and you get goosebumps and the hair stands up on your back. Wow. Very Talk amazing. about energy. <laughs> Very amazing place. Wow. So I wanted to visit with you for a few minutes about frequency and energy frequency. And and when did you first have an awareness about your gift? Uh, my awareness of my gift came through my father. I was probably about seven years old. And you had an awareness of it then? Oh, yeah. I, I, would, I would actually dream uh, that people in my everyday life or people around me or acquaintances uh, from time to time would turn into certain animals. And I had noticed over a three or four year period of time when I was about 11 or 12 that their true colors started to show through the animal, almost like the possum is a sign of a thief. 
Wow. And, and sure enough, I had explained to another family member that I had dreamt that this other family member came to me as a possum. And when I told this other family member that, he checked all his books because he had worked for him, and it turned out he was stealing from the company for a few months. So have you found it to be pretty true to form that people's characteristics show up in the same type of animal forms? Or Absolutely. Yeah? yeah? Absolutely. There's no cutting to the chase on that. You are what you are. And so how does the frequency or the vibration, how is that influenced? How does this all play together? Because there's so many different facets to this. There's the animal totems. There's the symbols. There's the energy vibration, the frequency. How do you bring this all together to work for somebody's higher good? It's, it's, reading, it's reading your own signals and the way your frequencies come in. For instance, if uh, I get the goosebumps with the hair on the arms coming straight up, that to me is a, is a complete open signal for that person, uh, and we can connect. Or, uh, you know, there will be times I get hot or I'll get cold. Some people will give me chills. Some will give me a warm feeling. I'll get heart palpitations or I'll, you know, a, a sore throat. You know, I mean, there's different frequencies for me that I know how to deal with the individual. And you feel the physical manifestations of the other person's energy or vibration. Oh, absolutely. All I, I wave my hand over them, and their body will talk to me. And then it draws you to a certain place? Is exactly. That, uh-huh. And then you know that that's where they need healing or that's where you can focus the energy? Exactly. And depending on the warmth or the, mm-hmm. or the coldness of that area depends on what stone goes where. So talk to me about the stones. Uh, do you use different stone properties, or is it? Tell me about that. Well, most of my stones are found. They're not uh, of high glitter and fashion. Uh, all these stones come to me during, uh, you know, vibration or special attention. Um, I had asked God one day for validation for the path that I'm on, that He has given for me, and for the plan that I had set forth for Him that I would follow, and I find a rock. And on this rock is a perfect face of Jesus Christ dragging his crucifix with Mary behind him. And this is no bigger than the fingernail on your smallest finger. Now, is that the, the picture that's on the, the website, that image of that rock? Uh, no, that, that's, a dip, that's the stone I call the Jesus stone. That's just the face of, uh, of Jesus. But the other one here has a face of Jesus dragging his crucifix. And it's a, it's a beautiful stone. There's like seven or eight different colors in there. The wood is so defined. You can, it's so defined, this, this stone, that you can actually see the shirt that he wears with the hemp stitching. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. I, it, this, it, it literally looks like something Michelangelo would have painted. So these stones have more symbolic elements to them than they do a, a healing element in their own right? Oh, no. Oh, no. They, their, their healing element is so powerful. They are the most powerful stones on the planet. I will go on the record to tell you there's nothing like these. Wow. I can actually put these. Uh, the girl that does that works for uh, the Centered Wellness Center, when I came in, I, I had asked her, you know, if it was okay to place them in her hands. 
And I usually get this with 9 out of 10 uh, patients that I use. Um, they leave bruising. Really? They actually leave bruising, and I can still feel them in my hand when I call to them. They leave a, a footprint. They like. not only leave a footprint, but they leave a very high frequency, uh, frequency tingling sensation. And oh, it amazing. also helps in my healing. Wow. Because when I pray to Jesus, I ask him, probably I'm probably one of very few people that do this, but I ask him to give me his pain. I ask him to share his pain with me. And that's how these stones come to light. Truly amazing. Do we have another caller? So let's go back to um, opening the phone line. So if anybody would like to talk to Cornell, receive a reading or some information, feel free to give us a call. The number is 877-876-5227. And we're talking with Cornell, who is a Native American energy healer with Sacred Christ Stones. So tell me how your sessions work. Are they an hour long? Uh, people come to you and you do this all day long and, and they receive healings. But what about the people who do the distance healing or who have other needs or people who just simply want to have readings? Uh, people, well, if, they come, if they come to the shop, I have no set time. Um, the work is, I do the work as needed. Um, for instance, yesterday I had a Hungarian girl come in. Uh, to look at her, she was a very beautiful woman. But to, to look through her, she was very hollow. And she told me that she had uh, a voice come to her seven months after she given birth to her daughter that she was going to hurt her child. So she had lived with fighting off suicide for a long time and getting down to the basics of her problem I kept seeing her father and her brother well it turns out the brother would protect her from the father as a young child in Hungary and the father would was always drunk and would threaten suicide with a gun to his head and she's seen this over and over and over as a child where she had manifested this into her head mm -hmm. well she only came in for a reading well, it turns out after the reading was finished, we went through a clarity, the the healing session, and she's wonderful. She's wonderful today. And she feels so much better. It's so much better, all smiling. And on her way out, her husband, in his broken English, says, "I think I come back." Oh. <laughs> so it, it, it's 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 just nice to find the problem, to see the problem at first, then discuss the problem and bring it to a reality, and going forward a little more than just the reading and doing the healing session because I was in fear for her to leave. Right, right. And instead you gave not only hope to her, but you changed the whole family dynamic. The whole family dynamic. And I told her she needed to stop that chain because yes. she, would only, she would only take this depression and hand it down to her child now. And it's not just model behavior. It's actually vibrational. We vibrational affect those around symbolic. us. It's symbolic behavior. Very much. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, see, the philosophy that I live by that was given to me by my dad and my elders was we do not negotiate with negativity. Give me a little bit more. We do not negotiate with negativity. We and don't, we don't, we, first of all, when you see it around you, 
You don't argue with it. You don't discuss it. You don't let it in. Right. We right. turn our backs to it. What like a good it, philosophy. Pardon? What a good philosophy because what you give your attention to gets hungrier and bigger and more demanding. Exactly. Exactly. And and when you negotiate with negativity, you manifest. You wrestle with it. Oh, not only do you wrestle with it, but you create so much animosity within your body and your mind that your chakras can't work. Right. And when you set one off, you set all the other six off. Oh, you must. So you can't dive into a dirty pool and, and not be affected by it. Exactly. And that's why I don't put a time limit on what I do, because... Every time I do something, it's pretty much diving into that dirty pool, and I'm there to open the door to let the clean water in. But then you also say that you are willing to take on the pain as well. I do take on the pain. And is that because that you can transform it a lot easier or faster than, than maybe somebody who comes to you with a problem? I could pretty much, uh, the way I can kind of explain it with me, I've been... I've been given the gift where I can absorb the pain and bottle it, but at the same time I can keep it in a general area mm -hmm. and get rid of it. And it's all through the power of prayer. Absolutely. I know a lot of people feel like they have to protect themselves from, guard themselves from something that's negative. And, and my belief is that if you become like the screen door and, and not resist it, but just know that it, it can't harm you unless you believe that it can or allow it to right. affect you in a negative way, that if, if you guard yourself against something, you have braced yourself and therefore you're focused on it and, and therefore it must affect you. Exactly. I don't, I don't worry about fighting off negativity because I don't let it in. So many people worry about the, the smaller issues in life Right. Where it creates a big bundle of nerve. Exactly. And the thing with, with me and the people around me and, and, and that I share this all with is there's nothing there to talk about. I like that. Don't negotiate with negativity. I do not. Mm -hmm. I absolutely do not negotiate with negativity. It does not enter. It will not enter my body and that is so. Wow. Wow. So from a young age, you had to have been perceived as very different by your peers, your family. Well, probably your family made space for that, but, but those around you had to have perceived you as being different. And how did that affect you? Well, I didn't let it bother me, and I wasn't really that much different because I was very athletic, um, but I was more into challenging uh, stages where most of the people around me went around their obstacles, I went through my obstacles. I don't, I don't go around anything. If there's a problem, uh, I don't negotiate. I go through it. It gets solved and settled right now. And part of that, I believe, is our perception around something is bigger or tougher than it truly has to be. Exactly. And so if, if we can look at something and see it's a speed bump or it's a solid wall, Exactly. And, and that's I, all about our perception. And, and you know what? I drive at the speed in life where if there's a solid wall there, I go around it. I thought you were going to say I drive at the speed of light, which is about the same thing, that it, sense of I'm not going to be slowed down by life's little inconveniences. Exactly. And if that wall's there and I'm able to drive around it, it is the same as the speed of light. Right. But being at the speed of light where I'd have to go through it, 
I don't let that in because I would have to factor in. I'd have to go through it. Right. And I just don't let that in. Mm -hmm. So what is the process for reaching out across the ethers to help another person? Love. Love. Oh, I love that. Love. There's, there's not even, there's not even a thought process. There is love. There, people are connected. Absolutely, everything is. Exactly, and I, I mean, it's, it's like road rage. You know, people get down the highway and they're so aggravated at each other, and they don't even know each other. Mm-hmm. But yet, somewhere in life, they have been connected one way or another. And this is a different time and opportunity for them. So instead of just not letting the negativity on and moving on, they rather bump and grind. And this is and this is a lot of what's going on in life, along with being politically correct, which is a peeve of mine. We're so politically correct that we can't enjoy our lives. So we're we're presenting in a guarded way in our relationships. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're being we're being uh, society is now so politically correct that we're being guided to be misguided. Right. Where I don't allow that. You know, if, if, if a man walks down the street with a yellow suit, he probably looks silly to most people in, in eyes being stereotyped. Mm-hmm. Me, yellow's a lovely color, and if he expresses himself, he's not to be faulted or chastised for that. Yellow happens to be my favorite color. Yellow and lime green. Do you think that we, as a society, are hypersensitive? I think we're more than hypersensitive. I think we're hyperreactive. Wow. I think we're more, we're beyond that now. I think we're hyperreactive. We're too quick. We're too quick as a world now, in in the techno world. That yeah, we can we can turn. You know, it's always been the Cold War type of thing, where we could say, oh well, we got this, and Japanese got this, and now we're better. But you know what? Only the guy that designed it can use it. Hmm. Only the guy that designed it can use it. There's very few people that can kick, that stay with our technology. Yeah, we have the fancy iPods and all this stuff, and I have them. But I mean, they got so many functions on there. You know, it takes you a month to use it. Unless you're five, and yeah. you're you're born <laughs> with that ability. Yeah. My grandson, who is about two and a half, all he has to do is see you do something one time with technology, and he is all over that. So if you don't want him to do something on his own, you can't ever let him see you wow. push keys. And I marvel at that because it wasn't that long ago that the the layperson didn't have computers. Right. And And we have advanced as people so rapidly, and technology continues to advance at such an accelerated speed, we don't have the ability as human beings, the majority of us, I mean, right. to advance as quickly as technology is advancing. And so there's a, uh, the younger generation, uh, um, they don't have the mental hesitation that, that we older people have. Right. They're just fearless. Yeah, they're fearless. But again, what society has designed for us uh, in its evolution is the tradesmen. We don't have tradesmen hardly anymore. There's, there's, you know, and I, and I hope people don't get mad at me for saying this, but America doesn't have very many traditions anymore. It's not like you grow up and become a shoemaker anymore. 
it's not like you come up and become a seamstress anymore. Well, we don't have apprentices. Well, we and, don't. That, and that's true, but you know what? Every time we turn around in life, we need these people, and they're not here. Mm-hmm. But we're also so mobile. We yeah. used to have multi-generations in the same household, yeah. and and now we are so mobile, and, and we don't sit still long enough to, to put the life. energy into a trade. Yeah, you're right. There's, with, with today's world, you know, we pass so many things up where, you know, you have to go over and over and over to, to finally see something somebody else sees, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same thing like when, you know, when Jesus walked the, walked through the valley, he had to walk through the valley alone, and he took his time doing it, but he's seen everything. You know, we a lot of people don't t- take the time to walk anymore. Everybody runs. Every, yeah, exactly. You don't stroll. Right. And and so many of us don't even sit quietly. We have no. to have something to do. Right. There is no time for thinking, you know, but this is a world now where we make so many mistakes we make time to go back and correct the, correct the mistakes. Say, of, say that in another way. Uh, in other words, when you people run through their life right now and not take time to smell the roses, so to speak. Right. Where we allow time in our lives to go back and smell the roses, which is called retirement. Yes. When you could be retired through your whole life. Exactly. It's an you attitude. You can enjoy your life. You can smell the roses every day. All you have to do is stop, bend over, and smell. And part of that is being aware, being in a state of gratitude and appreciation, and stopping in the moment and having the awareness of the not just the beauty that's around you, right. but of all of the the grace, just the, the sense of my word, look at the beauty that is around me, and just pausing long enough to take it in and have a state of gratitude for it. Right. And right. the biggest, and the biggest, I think in my, in my experiences, uh, walking through life of 49 years and being gifted for, you know, 41 or 42 years of this, Right. I think the biggest thing that I see is people don't have enough gratitude for themselves. How true? How true is that? People do not look at themselves in the morning and say, you know what, how lucky I am to be me. You're special, absolutely. Do we have a caller? Yes. Who is this? April. April? Yes. Welcome to the show. What is your question? Well, I have a lot of questions. Um, First off, I want to know, am I ever going to get through this uh, uh, emotional part of my life right now? Hello? Yes? Take your time, April. Yeah. We have um, a lot of time for you. Yeah, but everything's slowing down. Um, April, is there a, a significant other? Yeah. Are you going through a real rough time right now? Oh, yeah. Um, April, he's put his hands on you, correct? Huh? He, has he put his hands on you? No. Are you in fear of him? Am I what? Are you in fear of him? No. Okay. I'm I'm in fear of him leaving. From leaving? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, April? Mm-hmm. You're leaving. It. Does that have to do with somebody else in your past? Yeah. Okay. Um, April, what I say for you is you're comparing the two together. 
and you're trying to, to take the best spot, but I, I think you should really take a look at the whole picture because sometimes, like, you, like you've heard through your life, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Even though I knew the other person was in your life before this, the second person here, this uh-huh. is the second time around for you with him, right? Uh, no, this is my first time around with him. Uh, with your husband? No, <laughs> he's not my husband. Well, you, the, the guy that you're with now, is this your first or second time around with him? First. First, and, and the other guy? Uh, the other guy I'm in the process of getting a divorce from. Okay. And well, that's what's causing the problem. Okay. Um, and are there any children involved? Uh, there's four. There's four. Not from the not from the person I'm with, but right, right. That's what I, that's what I'm picking up. You you got four children, but there's two different fathers. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm picking up. Um, the guy, the the very first man that you were with, did you have two children with? Correct. No, I had three. You have three. Now, mm-hmm. did you did you go with him more than once? Yes. Okay, that's what I'm picking up. Um, yeah, and that's not a real good cup of coffee there either. Um, no. Yeah, you, you you are you are in a tough spot there. And for me to give you advice on on what you should do, I can't do that. But the only thing I will tell you is I, I think you better you should just take sit sit back for a moment and evaluate everything. And uh, do you have three boys and one girl? Yeah. Okay. Um, the second oldest boy, he's the one with the uh, little tantrums and stuff. With the what? He has little tantrums. He's kind yeah. of the, the, the more forward one. Yeah. Okay, he's going to be the one that's most affected. He's got the sandy brown hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, when you evaluate these things, I really t- take a long look at, at, at that boy. Okay. Mhm. Um, and I think you know that already, because you're really concerned for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to do what's right for the child, and not what's right for you at this right. point, because I know where your heart lies. But I, I don't think uh, it would be bad advice to tell you maybe take a moment for yourself at this point. And then see what your what your true friendships and your true relationships are, right? Because they're struggling. I mean, it's not only struggling with yourself over uh, the two differences, but um, there's also a struggle between them over you. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think you just need to take a few moments for yourself. But please, whatever you do, just make sure you keep this one little boy in mind. No, I always keep him in mind. That's my... Well, I know he's there in your mind, but I think in your decision-making process, I think you should put him first. Because I think that's what you're looking for is an answer from me as far as being directed. I think you're on the right path, but I think you just, just take a real good look and know what you want. If you know what you want, then you'll get what you need. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And God bless you. Thanks God bless for calling you. in. Thank you. So, Cornell, what have you had to personally overcome in your life? What what 
has transpired in your life that brought you to your current place? Um, well, I'm getting ready to put a book out about it, uh, probably within the next, within this year. But what has brought everything to life is uh, probably 30 years of repenting of one night in the most haunted place on this earth. <laughs> repenting for what? Being in a place where I shouldn't have been. Wow. And it, and it had that great of an impact that you have spent all those years trying to negate that. Yes. And now I got the chills and the hair standing straight up, so I'm connected to it again. Wow. But I ended up in a cemetery that was uh, graves in there from 16 and 1700s. And they actually call this place Bachelor's Grove. Uh-huh. And it's a bunch Ooh. of young uh, bodies in there, uh, as spirits in there that were, you know, you dead from, that. like, smallpox, diphtheria, you know, easy things, syphilis, easy things that we can correct today. Right, but it was horrific at the time. And they're angry. Yes, yeah. And I ended up going to this place with three other people, and I had no idea what we were getting into. And I think the only reason that I came out okay is because I did not enter any of the paths or I was not destructive at all. Mm -hmm. So talk about diving into some dirty water. <laughs> oh, well, the other three, one of the, one of the boys, and we were all... 16, 15, and 16 at the time. Hello, am I on the air? Oh. It, yeah, hello. <laughs> Who's that? Hello? I thought we had somebody. I did too. Well, one of the boys lost his parents right away. Uh, one of the boys contracted polio, which is unheard of at the time. And the other one, which was my cousin, got blown up and 65% of his body burned. Wow. And so, I, I, was, I was saved. And, and that was through how? What, it, what have you done to overcome that particular instance? I help something, every, I help something or someone every day. I, I, my prayer is so strong, I, uh, you know, and I still pray for forgiveness for it. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, the book has to come out to let people know you don't belong there. Do we have a caller? Hi. Hi. Who's this? Hi, my name's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Oh, my favorite name in the whole universe. <laughs> Mine, too. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Um, I've been listening, and it's just very, very interesting. I was wondering um, if... Um, there was anything to, uh, around a reading that could help with dreams. I can try. I've been having really, really um, incredible dreams lately that are kind of terrifying and giving me um, almost a panic attack during the day when I think about them. Really? Are there, are there any animals in your dreams? Uh, no, it's usually about people and mostly about children being hurt. Being children being hurt? Yeah. Okay, first of all, first and foremost, I'm going to tell you I love your energy. <laughs> I, I do love your energy. Your laugh and your smile just brings a, a real warm feeling, first and foremost, with you. And you're a very kind person anyway. Well, thank you. Well, I mean, in, in general life, you have, you know, you have, you, I know you have your selected group of friends that are about five, mm -hmm. um, and especially in your work world. Yes. But... 
you uh-huh. have a lot more friends than you know. And oh. I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. Have you ever had your your life chart done? Um, my life chart? Yeah. Have you ever found out what your past life were? No, I haven't done a lot of past life work. Okay, let, um, here's a key question for you. And okay. it's only validation for me to continue with what I what I feel I see. Uh-huh. Have you from time to time get a feeling in the real strong area for Native American? Yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I have a friend right now. I'm helping um, connect her mother through the Native American group that she was with. So, yeah. Okay. You're, you're kind of correct, but you're a little off. Okay. You're more Aborigines out of okay. Australia. Oh. Your past life is Australian, and, yes, you were a keeper of children. Your, your last life was of caretaking, and that okay. comes into your life. You, you, you have actually seen some of these horrific things that, that go on. And I know that you see stuff as in a slaughter-type rule. Yeah. Okay. You need, to, you need to get rid of it. Wash it away. That's in a past life. Quit living in the past. Appreciate what's already gone on and what you have around you because everybody around you, I mean, you're, you're kind of like the popular one. You're the life of the party, am I correct? <laughs> Uh, a little, I think I've heard that before, maybe a couple times. Yeah, you've heard that through your whole life, even growing up as a child. <laughs> you're always first selected, and you've always got the answer. That's what's amazing. Yeah, and this one I just can't put my finger on, and I, you know. It's well, like... what it is, what it is, is uh, in your past life, you've went through so much as the caregiver uh-huh. that you you can't, you're having a hard time coming out of that, and uh, your life path is also caregiving here because you're very genuine. Oh, you're thank you're you. very, very genuine. I mean, you, you'll, you, you pet the ponies, so to speak. <laughs> Are you a caregiver now? Uh, yeah, I have three little ones. Yes. And uh, my youngest has special needs, and so there's a lot of caregiving going on. Yeah, and I, and I know how you're feeling. And, you know, the, and, and why I tell you I love your energy, and I already had known that there was a special needs child in your life. Oh. But you don't give up. <laughs> no. You don't no. give up. And you no, know, a I'm... lot of people with special needs children uh, have a tendency of, you know, throwing their arms up once in a while. Yeah. You haven't done that yet. You don't. I do, sometimes I feel that way, but I just keep going forward. I yeah, keep and, and forward. you know what? That's the beauty about you, and that's, and that's your path. You are you are chosen, and that's well, the difficulties you. with you. You're not you're not allowing yourself. You're not convincing yourself that there's a there's a real purpose for what's going on. It's almost automatic for you because of your past life. Yeah. But right now, I'm telling you, just let it click, because oh. it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if anybody's told you this in a while. Um, I actually feel people uh, have a tendency of beating around the bush a little bit. Uh-huh. But you are a beautiful person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're very warm. You bring a oh, lot of heat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank but you, the, the you. dream, uh, what I would suggest as far as the dream goes, have uh-huh. you ever have you ever put the protective bubble on you? You know how to do that? No. Okay. What you do is you sit on the edge of the bed before you purr in the evening or uh-huh. in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I actually do it both, but... Your your strongest point would be in the evening because it's coming in the dream factor. 
I would sit on the edge of your bed and look toward a window and imagine a light, a real bright light. And what you do is you put that bright light around you. Start from the top and go to the bottom. And as you come up with that bright light, put like a gold ornate around it, like flowers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And step that, put that around you. And when you do that, you're protected. And then when you pray at night, you tell, you ask God, because there's no negotiations here, okay? Yeah. You don't negotiate with this. You, you tell God, God, when I go to sleep, protect me. Nothing can enter my bubble of light without my permission. Oh, nice. And when you see this thing come in your dream, because you, you are actually in a subconscious state where you can tell it, go away, you don't belong here. Okay. And you make it go away, and that is okay. so. Okay. You finish your sentence, and that is so. And it is so because that's what I tell You go myself. away, yeah. you don't belong here, and that is so. And it will go away. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. I Very you, nice. I got a really warm feeling talking to you. It's almost like refreshing to me. Oh, thank you. No, thank I thank you, you I too. Thank you. Thank you for thank allowing us into your life. I appreciate you very much. Thank okay. you. And God bless you. Thanks bless. for calling. Thank you. Cornell, we have about one and a half more minutes. I want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you. Your, uh, your gift is truly amazing, and I want people to be able to find you. So will you give us your contact information again? Sure. For uh, hands-on or even for conversation, you can reach me at centeredwellness.com. Uh, or you can reach me on my personal website, which is specialstone.tripod.com. So specialstone.tripod.com or centeredwellness.com. Correct. So in our last minute here, I have a, a, a question for you. What can people do? What is your recommendation for everybody out there to do that will be their greatest purpose for self-healing? What What little... Jim, do you have for us? Pray. Pray. Pray hard. Pray hard. And is that because of the, the, the grace that's involved, or is that the vibrational quality of our words and our thoughts? What's the benefit? The benefit is if you're going to look at negativity and manifest uh, something into your body that don't belong there, then so be it. But why not manifest something good and great? Manifest Absolutely. an extra heartbeat. Manifest extra warmth for another human being. Manifest the how you know, you know. Pray to pray to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, house house the homeless, heal the hurt, the elderly, the young, and the confused, and most of all, feed the hungry. There you go, and be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Thank Leave you so much. Thank you. Thank you for for being here with us tonight. Thank you for your beauty and your wonderful energy and your kind words and your wisdom. This is the Dr. Pat Show, and we're so happy that you joined us. Stay tuned for next week.